Hello and welcome back to Busting Some Myths About The Voice To Parliament. This episode's claim is that The Voice will be able to veto its own removal. It'll be so powerful it could stop a referendum to get rid of it in the future. You guessed it, that's not even remotely true. In fact, that actually has no kernel of truth. Like, it's not even based off something that's vaguely true, that just is not how referendums or the voice works. So for starters, it's an advisory body. It can't veto any decision of parliament. It can only provide input and perspective from indigenous people on matters related to indigenous affairs. It's there to inform and enable elected members of parliament to better understand how their decisions will impact indigenous Australians. That's what it's defined as in the amendment, that's what it is limited to, even in the amendment. There's no mention of any other power other than advisory power. The amendment actually quite clearly puts provisions to prevent it from having anything other than advisory power, so this doesn't make any sense. And if anyone wants to argue, well, we don't know that because the High Court hasn't made a ruling yet, well, one, you'd have to ignore the wording of the amendment the entire structure of the Constitution, but also we know how courts use materials to interpret the intention of an act or amendment. They use things like the explanatory memorandum, which is attached to a bill to explain its intention, or the second reading speech given by the minister that introduces the bill for the referendum. Both of those materials and more clearly outright state that the voice to parliament does not have veto power, it cannot be given legislative power, and the parliament, and executive government by the way, retain final decision-making powers without obligation. So it's a pretty difficult argument to make that a future high court is going to rule against, you know, how that intention was created, given that like the text doesn't support that idea and neither does everything else about it. Also, to make it super clear, the constitution gives legislative power in the Commonwealth, so the federal government, solely to the Senate, House of Representatives, and the monarch, represented by the Governor General. And so for a bill to become a law, all it needs is the approval of those three bodies. Bill needs to pass in both chambers and get royal assent. And anything beyond that, like asking a body or group or organization or individual their opinion as to how a bill can be improved, that is all entirely optional. And the internal procedures, the ideas that the parliament comes up with when consulting other people, it's immune from high court challenges because section 50 says that it's just absolute in its own internal procedures. So not only are we not giving the voice legislative power because that's just not in the amendment, that would just violate just several fundamental sections of the constitution. Like we're talking several need to be altered for that to even make any approachable sense. Section 128 of the constitution, for example, outlines the process of how to alter the constitution, which involves a referendum. A referendum involves a bill to be introduced to parliament and then approved by the governor general, and then sent to the public to vote on. As we're not altering that or several other sections, we can't constitutionally require the voice's approval for a referendum or even any bill at all. That's just a thing that we can ask its opinion about, but it wouldn't be able to actually stop any decision from being made. 
it's powerless in its own abolition. But government can't abolish it either if it were to be established. That's the whole point of a constitutionally protected body. It would be up to us, the public, to judge in the future whether or not it should or should not be in the constitution. If it is established in the constitution, well, it's possible that in a few decades it might have served a purpose and we can vote to abolish it. Or maybe a vote will be held and the public will say, no, we still want to keep it. Again, that's just how democracy works and the voice is not undermining that. So just ignore the scaremongering and misinformation and just come to your own opinion. Do you think, yes or no, we should put into the constitution a recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the first peoples of Australia by providing them a formal advisory body to provide input and perspective to enable parliament and the executive government to make informed decisions in their regular function as the decision makers of the country. It's up to you. And well, there you have it. I hope some of you might have learned a few things. Hopefully this addresses some of your concerns or maybe this has helped you better able to talk to someone who might be misinformed. Share, comment down below, subscribe, all those sorts of things. Thank you so much to my supporters on Patreon the tasty money that they give me, and I will see you next time.